It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Boy, you know, you think there's not a lot to talk about. And we spent a lot of time in just pre-going over stuff. Yeah, I know. We did a that whole show. was an show. entire show. We're yeah. going, you know, maybe we ought to record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, first thing we should talk about, because nobody in mainstream media is really talking about this, but it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Trump had a rally the other night in Youngstown, Ohio, and it uh, raised a lot of hackles from people on the left. And I'll tell you why. First of all, he came out from behind the curtain as he was being introduced. And when they moved the curtain aside, there's this huge flag. It's about, it's about 15 by 20. It's a big flag. It covered, it's the whole, it's the whole doorway and it's, and it's lit. And what usually happens, and he has it for all the rallies, when he walks out in front of the flag, he stands there for a second and the place goes nuts. There's the president. And then he walks into the auditorium. Usually the flag has stars on it. Stars and stripes. Right. In Youngstown, the curtain pulls aside, the flag is lit, there are the, there are the bars, but there are no stars. None. No stars on the flag. He walks out and he stands in front of the, fl- the flag for an extended period of time so people would look at him and the flag behind him. And then he walks into the auditorium, makes no na- he makes no reference to it, but it is a signal from what I understand. I did do some research on this, and I guess in some military situations, mm-hmm. if you show a flag with no stars, you're, you're telling your enemy, especially if he's a traitor, that now is the time for you to surrender, meaning this is your chance to surrender you will not face dire consequences. So let me ask you a question. I agree. Symbolic, it's a symbol, and that makes sense to me. Let's go back to Joe and his famous speech from Philadelphia, which was symbolic where he did Absolutely, it. Absolutely, Bill. And he did the big red thing. Was that Trump's big finger? That was, in my opinion... The left's um, indication of where they are and who they are. Yeah. Okay. So this they they kind of did a call to war, and Trump was in it. Trump's was the answer. That was the answer. There's it's like smoke signals. From exactly. He try, you, you know, Biden walks out, and and the place is lit in like a satanic scene, right from uh, Dante's mm-hmm. Inferno, and the soldiers walk out on either side and stand at strict attention. And then he does almost um, a Hitlerian kind of speech, you know, right. where shaking the fists and screaming at the crowd. It, it got terrible reviews. There are people now that sit there and say, you know, this is not a political war. This is the battle between good and evil. This is, yeah. this is the end times. This is revelation. This is Armageddon. Uh, I'm not going there with this, but boy, I'll tell you well, what. And this is not even the tip of the iceberg with that that rally. I, you you got to look at the whole landscape, and I hope today we can talk about this all throughout the show, because we someone has got to talk about this, and nobody is. Bill, you you talk about good and evil. I think there's a lot to be said about that. I think we really are at that stage in our um, growth as a country. We've been such a a stalwart, strong patriotic, freedom-loving country. We've helped so many people around the world in our history, and that's got to have gone against the dark side. they they got to pull us down. They have to destroy us. They have to ruin what we are. They would love nothing better to diminish our country and to make us a third-rate country. And I, and I think that that's what's happening. They're trying to destroy us. I mean, they, they took our border apart, and we got to talk about that later on. The border is ridiculous, and for them to, they're still coming after Ron DeSantis. They're still trying to make it sound like uh, he did something terrible. Compare what Ron DeSantis did to what Joe Biden has done. There's no comparison. But Mitch McConnell, Mr. Turkey himself, he said what DeSantis did and Abbott did mm-hmm. is great because it's drawing attention to the border crisis that is going on. So everything that Joe does is a distraction from what he's doing. Right now we're talking about that Youngstown. That yeah, that rally, Bill. And a lot of people are saying, well, 
that was a cue sign. That was him doing uh, his signaling. You know, his he must be involved with his cue organization. First, Bill and I are not cue members or anything like that. Please understand we're just two two guys who have opinions and we're, we're involved and we're using our skills to put this this podcast together. As the show says, we are political conversation and opinions. So yes. You're hearing the conversation, you're hearing the opinion. They they even take people have their hands up in the air with their one finger. It's yeah. the one-way song. Like the little sure. foam things that you're at the baseball games with yeah. and doing that. Well, they said that was a Nazi sign. Now, the one-way thing is a Nazi sign. So Christians, well, you're Nazis. You're, you're a fan of the Steelers. Uh, the Bruins, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's a Nazi sign now, that one finger going up in the air. Last I heard, the Nazi salute was uh, full palm, extended fingers, you know, Zig Heil, that kind of thing. This wasn't is, yeah. This wasn't that. I no. saw it. They, these were people pointing one finger. Now, maybe it, maybe it means that they are followers of Q, where we go one, we go all. But by the way, I don't know whether there's anything terrible about them feeling that way. You know, it is talking, they talk about patriotism. The people on, now they do have some factions of the organization have some what ex, appear to be extremist opinions about things and, and, and things that are a little far-fetched. And a lot of their predictions, especially right after the elections in 2020, were way off the wall and never came to fruition, but sometimes it's wishful thinking. I think that's exactly right, Bill, you You hit it right on the head. It's, it was wishful thinking. These were enthusiastic people who were expressing their opinion as if it were fact. And it was just an opinion, but which is what the news does anyway. Yeah, that's true. But the thing is, this isn't a group of bad people. These people want our country to be free, patriotic, to follow the Constitution, for us to live as free people, you know, not to be run by a government, not to have a fist holding us down. Well, you went and watched, you weren't at the rally, but you watched it. Right. And then, you know, there are people saying, well, they played the cue music. They played yeah. the cue music. And you and we talked before. And I argued against you. You sat there and said, well, yeah, I think it is the Q music. And when we argued about the Q stuff and I said, you know what? And, you know, because there is a way you can find out what the music is. You can go to, I believe it's iTunes and there's an app on there where you can play a portion of music and it will tell you what the song is. So as long as they haven't rewritten that, mm-hmm. I know who wrote the song that was playing in the background. I know that because I looked it up. And I got the guy's name. Okay. I have the Q music. Right. I have the music Walla. that they, I have the music that is the official Q theme. Now, didn't. folks, I want you just to listen to it and listen to the lyrics. There's nothing wrong with this song. Think about what you believe in and what you feel this country is about in general. Yeah. Listen to it and listen to it. Just understand that Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation talked about the Q music as if it were something out of uh, a Nazi uh, playbook. It, it, she made it sound like it was the most evil thing. These people on the left, folks, either they're stupid or they're just desperately trying to uh, to, to uh, obliterate the, the landscape, to, to fog things up, you know? Well, before you play Lala, mm-hmm. you listened to, you watched the 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 rally you heard the music in the background you argued well you know uh that's probably cue music it could be the instrumental and what's wrong yeah. with an instrumental in the background and then when you heard the song from the writer and it's the same with everyone that's done it you're going well that's not the cue song and i'm going no it's not it is not the cue song because i looked it up too i was going i got to find out what this is so so you be I, the judge. I think we should play it. This is this is La La Deaton. I want you to hear it, folks. It's two minutes and 40 seconds. We are only playing it, not because we endorse Q or that we're Q members. But you have we, a right to know what they're talking about. Yes, you should hear the music and understand. And make your own opinion. Yeah, this is what they're talking about as being the big, bad, evil song that, sh- that was played at the Trump rally. Ooh. Ooh. 
Okay, so that song was done by Lala Deaton. That's the lady right. who did that song. But that wasn't the song that was played at the Trump rally, was it? No. The song that was played at the Trump rally didn't give me goosebumps and didn't have that melody. Mm-hmm. It was a song that was, uh, well, written by uh, Will Van de Cromit. Mm-hmm. That is the guy's name. This was Lala Deaton that just did the QAnon song. She wrote it. There are other versions of it. They're pretty much the same. But I challenge you right now to make a decision. Did you sit there and hear anything in that song that you objected to? No. It, or did it give you goosebumps? I saw did you raise you your arms up and go and point to the hair on, on your arms. You gave you goosebumps. Because I thought about what our country stands for. I thought of the flags. I thought of the, the, the people that gave their lives for this country. And I thought about what's going on around us right now. And I'm going, yeah, we do have to stand up for our values and what we believe in. Now, for Joe, those are words. But for a true patriot, they're more than words. Now, that's not a rally cry to sit there and go out and break things. I don't think you've seen anything in the news that says QAnon people are out flipping over no. cars and setting well, buildings wait a second. on fire or anything. Uh, last I, I saw, uh, the riots in 2020 were from the left. From yeah. Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they did the burning, they did the looting, they did the damage. It wasn't us. No. I would say if that song offends you, then okay, it offends you, but then you're not a patriot. You are not an American. You do not believe in the red, white, and blue, and you can give a damn about anybody that well, fought and died for this country. I, I go back to what... Uh, uh, Matt Gates, the representative from Florida, said about being offended. Someone said, what do you say to somebody who's offended by what you said? He said, be offended. And, you know, you think about it for a second. In this country, everybody's worried about, worried about offending people. When did, that start, when did that start happening? You know, during the, uh, in, from our broadcast days in, in the 90s and the early 2000s, 
they were shock jocks and their whole careers were made with offending people. It was, the whole mm-hmm. thing was offending people. I'm thinking about Howard Stern and Don Imus and a lot of oh, other yeah. guys like that. Um, you know, and the talk about that music being subversive and uh, uh, unpatriotic, what would they have thought if the song was written by John Lennon and it was called Revolution? You say, right, yeah. we got a revolution. You know, that, that, tell me that. Hey, you didn't know, you sound- might have a career in singing. Well, thank you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, a little yeah, late in yeah, your life, but still, go ahead anyway. No, a, you never know. It's a new trend. Old fat guys are singing rock songs. It's amazing. Um, yeah. But you think about it for a second. If that song would, if John Lennon released Revolution today, mm-hmm. they might call that a cue, <laughs> cue song, you know? You know, anything that promotes their cause and puts down the other side, because this is a battle of two sides. And if you want to call it good and evil, then that's what you got. And so they'll take anything they can to use and use it, and they'll smear it, just like the one-way sign is now the Nazi sign. You can't put your hand up the air and go, one-way, brother. Hey, one-way. Hey, number one. No, that's a Nazi sign now. And the QAnon song, which was not played behind Trump, but I do think, you know, with the flag backdrop and the dramatic music, you know, I think that was his answer to Joe Biden, who is out there basically calling anybody that votes red uh, a a threat to democracy. Mm -hmm. Joe is the only threat to democracy and the people that believe his rhetoric. And and along those lines, let's talk about that for a second. What has happened to our country in these past 19 months? What really has gone on in this country? What well, we've gone to hell, and Joe's carrying the handbasket that we're going to hell in. Okay, so we had a we had a terrible withdrawal from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. L- not this past August, a year ago, this past August. Yeah, and look at we still got people over there that are trapped there that Joe left behind. We mm-hmm. left all that hardware there. We walked out with our quickly as we could with our tails between our legs. Uh, yeah, that's really yeah. That's Bill eighty nine proud eighty nine billion dollars, not million, $89 billion plus the Bagram Air Force Base. Well, that was in last year's money that was still kind of in the Trump dollars. Mm -hmm. Now in the Biden dollars, um, that might be, oh, I don't know, a couple, three, four hundred billion dollars in today's value Mm. in just a year's time. When you think about it, because inflation is, is, (laughs) the numbers that they're touting yeah, it's way worse than what they're saying. And the Fed today is getting ready to do the biggest rate that they've hiked they've done in a long time. And I don't and, think and it's gonna... who in their right mind can believe this narrative that they're throwing at us right now about Ron DeSantis? Uh, what do you, what do they call him? They they wanted to say that he was trafficking people to, to Martha's Vineyard. He now this is the this is the truth. He got him new clothes. He got him something to eat. He got him cleaned up. He got him uh, some vouchers for McDonald's. Seriously, he had mm-hmm. a whole bunch of. He made sure that they had a map of the island so they wouldn't get lost. Mm-hmm. And then he put them on a nice, shiny, comfortable airplane, and he flew them. He didn't fly them to a, a penitentiary on a on a dark island somewhere. He flew them to Martha's Vineyard. Well, you know, you know, these guys got another trip in store. These, uh, yeah, I uh, heard the immigrants. Yeah. They're going to put them on cruise ships. I the heard. immigrant ship. Da, I heard. Da, da, da. Who suggested that was but, a suggestion, by the way, from the New York mayor that uh, this, yeah, this doofus, this doofus. Now, Ron DeSantis, he ships them from Florida to a paradise Island, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's supposedly terrible. But this New York mayor, he wants to ship them out on, on a boat. Put them on a boat and whatever yeah. happens to it, hey, yeah. it's their problem. Hey, if then, you're you a know? good swimmer, you might have some success. Otherwise, good luck to you. I have to tell you, the boat's going to sink when it gets out halfway in the ocean. Yeah. But you're on your own. Biden has opened the borders. I was watching a report last night. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I think yesterday they pointed out to hundreds of people just yesterday who came across the border into our country. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're given some food. 
and you know they're not they're not shot. You know, some countries, if you ran across the border in some countries, they'd shoot at you. They would they would. Oh uh, yeah. He, they don't point to the people who've died coming across the border. They've lost thousands of people trying to get into the country, drowning in the Rio Grande, uh, being burned to death in the back of uh, trucks that were in accidents, trying to sneak across the border. Others who were abandoned by the coyotes, as they would yeah. call them, and they Look, died. There are, atrocity, there are atrocities going on, and there are people dying. And I, the, the people that are responsible for the atrocities are Joe Biden and Kamala. Absolutely. And they need to be account, held accountable for the deaths of all of the people that have died coming across for their false freedom that Joe and Kamala have laid out. There but what happens? Them. The left, all of them in unison, point to Ron DeSantis. He's the villain. They, he, they make him look like he's the big bad ogre who did the terrible thing and shipped them to Martha's Vineyard. Well, now here's a cue for them. All right. N not a cue, non cue, but a cue for, <laughs> yes. for the left. And that is you blamed everything on Trump and his numbers went up and up and up and up and up. And even when you say the numbers are down, you go to the rallies and they're bigger and badder than ever. When I say bigger and badder, meaning rad, bad, right. there's just a lot of people there and they're all pumped up. Well, DeSantis's numbers are going through the ceiling. You're sitting there trying to throw all this crap on him. And you're blaming them for everything, this border crisis, and Abbott as well. And their numbers and their donations are going up. So what does that tell you? People are fed up with your crap. Cut it out. Ron DeSantis was asked what he thought about the claims that he had done something bad. And, and he had this to say. I also uh, was a little bit... Um perplexed when I heard that the president is scrambling to get his cabinet together uh, to try to address the fact that you have governors who are helping to relocate illegal aliens to sanctuary cities. Now, he, he didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when we had millions of people illegally pouring across the southern border. He didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when you had 43, 53 migrants die in some trailer in Texas because they were neglected by the federal government. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we had Americans that were victimized by criminal aliens that he led across the border. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we hit record fentanyl deaths which that fentanyl is coming across his open border. It's only when you have 50 illegal aliens end up in a very wealthy, rich sanctuary enclave that he decides to scramble on this. And so I think what we are doing... I think what we're continuing to do is use every tool at our disposal uh, to insulate the state of Florida uh, from the negative ramifications of his reckless border policies. And yes, that involves helping with transport. Uh, it involves suing on catch and release, which we have done. It's involved making sure that contractors are held accountable if they're facilitating this into our state. And we have a statewide grand jury that's looking at different types of practices that may be going on in the state that's exacerbating the problem. And so, uh, the end of the day, this is a massive policy failure by the president. This is a massive and intentional policy uh, that is causing huge amount of damage all across the country. And it's all rooted in a failure to take care that the laws are faithfully executed and to fulfill his oath of office. And so instead of scrambling and worrying about a bunch of rich people and having 50, and oh, by the way, they already bust them out. They're gone. They said, they said we want everyone, no one's illegal, and they're gone within 48 hours. Uh, and so why not actually look at what's going on. There were more Acela corporate journalists in Martha's Vineyard today than have ever gone down to the southern border to look what's going on. Why don't you go down there and look what some of those communities have to deal with every day? Boy, isn't that the truth? There are more journalists in Martha's Vineyard uh, checking that out than on the southern border. But there's an update to that story. I don't, don't know whether you heard this. 
Right. Um, Venezuelan migrants flown to the Massachusetts resort island of Martha's Vineyard sued Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his transportation secretary on Tuesday for allegedly engaging in a fraudulent and discriminatory scheme to relocate them. Now, mind you, technically, these are people who are breaking the law, which last mm-hmm. I heard, that's the definition of a, quote, criminal, right? It's a criminal yeah, activity. And you have no rights, yes. Yeah. So some lawyer somewhere in Massachusetts said, ooh, I can get a name for myself if I can get these people together and we can file a lawsuit against DeSantis. Now, mm-hmm. in, in a l- honest and fair world, it would be thrown out, summarily dismissed. It would be uh, laughed out of the courtroom. But, these are called nuisance lawsuits. Yeah. You can You'll get money. What do they say? You can sue a ham sandwich? Really, yeah, you can. And you know what? To make you go away, Wonder Bread will give you a fiber. <laughs> they, they put a, they, there's a thing called a nuisance fee, and they put a mm-hmm. value on how much is it going to cost us to get this thrown out? Mm-hmm. All right, let's just give that to them and make them go away. A lot easier. So we have a lot of noise happening right now, a lot of things that are going on to distract us from the real problems of the world. I do think, by the way, there may be something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about in this country that, I mean, big stuff going on. And I, I'm not going to go too far into the weeds here. I mean, we all have our theories. There could be snakes out there. And the, you know, has, snakes are oh, Democrats. The, there are snakes. Um, it will be interesting, by the way, to see how far this podcast gets. And we just played that uh, music. And well, I was thinking, you know, one, one of two be, things are going to happen, you know, because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll post that, you know, it's got the cue music in there and the explanation of it. And by the way, we, I made a mistake yesterday on our, our phone number where we said it was 844. It's 833-LET'S-VOTE. Oh, so I, some poor guy in like a pizza parlor in Brooklyn uh, got Senator, all these phone calls. Uh, I've been gone. Uh, 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 can I get a pizza? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? 833-LET'S-VOTE, 833-538-7868. You know what? Tell us what you think about Lala Deaton's song. Yeah. The, uh, what has been called the Q song, the official Q song. Uh, watch the video. When you see it, you heard it from us, but check it out on... Uh, Nobody on is playing the song. Nobody. Nobody. It's a yeah. well-produced song. Yeah. And you know what? You, it, it is designed to inspire you. So I think she now, did a great if it job. Wasn't, if it wasn't called the Q song or the Q, official Q theme song... If it was released by, let's say, yeah, CBS Records or something, and it was uh, some established singer that we we all knew about, right? Would it have a? Would the song maybe be a hit? I mean, let's say it was done by uh, Madonna or something, or somebody yeah. who had a name. Would it be a hit? Well, if Lady Gaga did it, she'd never do it because right, because she's a liberal. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? If if liberals really believe in their democracy, which they say they do, then there is nothing that is anti-democracy uh, in that song. It's pro-democracy. Have you noticed how the entertainment business has destroyed itself? Mm-hmm. There was a time when entertainment was an escape. Movies were an escape. Music was an escape. When I was a kid and when my parents were kids, they didn't know the political leanings of the actors and the actresses on the big screen. Which was a good thing. They just knew that when they went to the movies, they could go someplace and get away from the nonsense of the real world. Mm-hmm. Now, they all think they have a right to tell you what they think. And, and I've met, and I'm sure you have too in the course of our careers, I've met some people who are successful entertainers and singers. Some of them are, are smart people. Some of them have a good opinion. But a lot of them are as dumb as a box of rocks. And we give them we give them this deference, like, oh, so and so is a is a liberal or so and so is a conservative. Like it makes a difference. And it really it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't, but it does. I mean, look, your political affiliation today can drive where you go with your career. If you are a right leaning person, Unless you know somebody that's in power that's on the right, you're not going anywhere. 
Now, a lot of people are on the left or in power. It doesn't mean they're a big movement, but they are they're seated in influential places. And if you sit there and suck up to their their ways and uh, what they believe, you got a career ahead of you. During the fifties, there was a guy named Joe McCarthy. Mm-hmm. You've probably heard of the McCarthy hearings. Oh yes, okay, the hearings. Yeah, he was conservative in those days, and he had all these directors and performers in Hollywood come in to testify, and they had to essentially vow their allegiance to our country. Some of them couldn't. Some of them had been like communists for the, for like three months oh, yeah. back in the in the forties or something like that, and some of them got blacklisted. Most of them who were blacklisted were liberals, big yeah. time, right? They would have been liberals today too. They were liberals, and it wasn't. A, it was not a good thing. When I say they got blacklisted, they were people who had good careers. You know, they were rising stars. They went and uh, McCarthy called them communists, and all of a sudden the studios wouldn't hire them. The studios wouldn't give them work, and a lot of them lost their jobs. Some of them even committed suicide, lost their yeah. lives. Now it's reversed. Now mm-hmm. it's complete. It, now what they're doing in Hollywood is 180. The studios are all owned by liberals, run by liberals, and they're blacklisting the conservatives. Oh, you can't say that word. But they are. They can't be blacklisted. Yeah, but they're blacklisting the conservatives. They There are people. I There's an organization out in Hollywood of conservatives, and I, I talked to a guy who was in it, a successful guy who was in, he said, you know, we have to meet in secret at a hotel once a month. We can't, we can't publicly say that we're members of this group or we'll lose our jobs. What's different between this and what happened in the fifties with McCarthy? Only one thing, the power has changed to the liberal power. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got Robert De Niro, you know, him with the big something Trump, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's doing a rally with uh, Biden, I think in New York. You know, and I'm like going, when did he become a political force? Oh, and and truly, he's as dumb as a box of rocks. He's talking to me. He's a a good actor. You know, that's the the thing. Some of these people are great actors. You have to understand, Bill, think about what an actor does. An actor is almost like a a hollow vessel, meaning empty, personally. But they, they absorb these personalities from from directors, from scripts, you know, and they become somebody else. And and people think, oh my goodness, how courageous he was in that movie. How wonderful. That's not the actor. That's the character. Well, you know, yeah, everybody's bigger than life on film, you know, and you know what? He's got, uh, it's, it's going to sound mean to say, but he's got a little man syndrome. He's not a big, tall guy. And, you know, so he plays this, but he plays a big, tough guy in movies and shows. And you talk like unto that. me. You, you talking, talking to me? To me? Hey. You talking? To, hey, hey! You know, well, you know what? I can do that too, but I'm six two. <laughs> so come on, Mister De Niro. You know, we'll talk to each other. And when it comes to punching and knocking somebody down, hey, you're going to be on your butt. Well, you, you know, know you, you see, he's not he's, a bad guy. He's not the bad guy. He tries to. Pre- well, he is yeah, a bad guy. He's the, not the tough guy. He's not the tough guy. He likes you to think he is, and he's going to tell you where the way you should vote. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's an idiot. He thinks it's he thinks it's tough by going up in front of a group on an award show and using the f bomb about Trump. Yeah. You know he he'll he'll say tough things about Trump. You know Trump. I think is a tall guy. I mean I haven't met him personally, but he's six three or he's, six four. He's not a small guy, and and he's got some he's got some weight behind him. I. Yeah, when I hear Biden say, you know, I'd like to take him outside. If I were in high school, I'd take him outside behind the shed, and uh, I'd take care of him. And I'd think to myself, that would be a big mistake, I think, on the part of Joe Biden to go out behind the shed with Trump. But anyway, we're seeing a lot of smoke. We're seeing a lot of things happen in our world right now, and it's hard to, to really tell what's important, the things that you have to pay attention to. And right. one, one of the things, Bill, we have to pay attention to, and we're not right now, is what's happening in the Ukraine. This is this is very, very important. You heard about what happened yesterday, I'm sure. Yeah, well, number one, let's back at the bus up just a hair. They're talking about how great uh, Zelensky is doing. You know, he's, he's, 
He's changed the way warfare is fought, yada this, yada that. He's David taking on Goliath, and I think it's a bunch of crap. But, yeah, Putin, A, he called up 300,000 reserves yesterday. Wow. And he also put in the law they can't back out or walk away from it. The biggest call-up of troops in uh, their history, in history, since World War II. Wow. And plus... He also did a threat to the West, to us, and you know what that threat is. Yeah, he said uh, we wouldn't hesitate to use tactical nuclear bombs. Some people think, well, if they drop a bomb in Paris or in Berlin, how is that going to affect? No, no, no. How is that going to affect us? Understand something. Remember Chernobyl when that thing blew up? It, it affected mm-hmm. people around the globe. It affected people in the United States with the fallout. Go, go back to the QAnon song where one goes, we all go. Yeah. When one nuke flies, they all freaking fly. <laughs> it's true. You know, I mean, just think about it now. And, and that's not QAnon saying that. It's not Bill Knight saying that. That is me telling you what Putin has. He's put it now on the table. You he know, went we've to, done this nuclear dance, but he, now it's on the table. He went to China this, this summer, Putin did. Mm-hmm. And you know what they talked about? I'm sure he said, look at, I'm getting ready to be a little stronger in the Ukraine. I've been using my res- my National Guard, essentially, to fight the war, and I'm going to call up a lot of troops, and I'm going to bring the hammer down. Are you on my side? And I think China said yes. And then, and I also heard they're trying to form an alliance of, of like-minded countries. India, would you believe, would be mm-hmm. on Putin's side. India, China, um, Russia, and some Turkey? other countries. Probably Turkey, maybe Iran. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're going to have a an alliance. You know, we have the NATO alliance with nukes. That's exactly right. They, all of them have nukes. Don't think they don't. India is a big. They they could be a big foe. Whether yeah, you believe it or not. Now, the other thing that he said that no, and we didn't even talk about. He said, "Um, he in his call, I'm annexing the Ukraine." In other words, he just said. He's taking the, the well, taking he, it back. And listen to this, Bill. He said, I'm not doing it summarily. I'm not grabbing it and making it mine. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put it up for a democratic vote. I'm going to allow the people in these provinces that we're occupying right now to decide for themselves if they want to be a part of Russia. And yeah. I think he feels confident that the vote's going to come out that they do. Now, whether the vote is honest or not, that's up for debate, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, well, we should talk about honest votes. Yeah, right. I think he figures. Yeah, yeah. The he who has no sin cast the first stone. I think that uh, he's putting the West into a, a corner right now, and the and the administration in Washington is a weak, feckless administration. They don't want to fight. You know, they don't want to go to war over Taiwan. You know, Joe no. made a huge mistake when he was on 60 Minutes on Sunday. What he said was that we have a longstanding agreement with the Taiwanese that we're going to defend you if China attacks you. We will go to war for you. That's what Joe said. And that was on 60 Minutes. And then the interview ended. And then the administration, the real people behind the government, the people that we don't know, that we that can't the see. Puppet, Joe. Yes. Yeah. They said... Oh, no, no, no. That's not really what we mean. Joe stands by what he, what our government has always stood by, and that is uh, we haven't made a decision. Or maybe it was some, they, they, they watered it down big time. So Hillary stepped in behind the curtain and said what he should have said. Either that or, or Barack. I think it's Barack. I think it's a combination of both, but, you know. So uh, we have to worry about, are we on the brink of World War Three? Just before he shot the seven-minute video, Putin, about yeah. this 300,000 call-up, he was being treated by doctors for a coughing fit that lasted several, like 15 to 20 minutes. They had to call doctors in to check him out to make sure he was okay. I don't know whether it was nerves. I don't think he's one of these guys that gets too nervous. But uh, yeah, he, I don't know. You know, they've been talking about his health for a long time. Um who knows? I mean, uh, and I'm not going to, you know, say anything on that one way or the other. I don't wish anybody ill health, 
Uh, but that would be a break for the West, or maybe not. Well, you don't. You, but they say, yeah, be careful for what you wish for. You may get it. Um, because the guy next in line is um, probably a little bit worse. If, uh, if yeah. you want to say he's bad. So we're on the brink of World War Three, and we're talking about fifty illegals flying into Martha's Vineyard. We're on the, yeah. we're on the brink of World War Three, and we're listening to. Lunatics, you know the sheriff, by the way, of um, of oh, a yeah. county in Texas. This Democrat sheriff from a county in Texas has started an investigation on Ron Ron DeSantis, and uh, because he thinks that uh, the illegals been put have been put in a bad situation, he couldn't in his video the sheriff quote any laws that were broken, but he knows that. What DeSantis did was wrong. So that's why he started the investigation. That's basically what he said in this video. By the way, this sheriff from, I mm -hmm. think it's Bexar County in um, in Texas. Right. That's his county. That's the county where the 53 immigrants were found dead in the back of a trailer truck this summer in the heat. That mm -hmm. was his county. You would think that they would be paying attention to the border, watching what's going on, you know, checking into human trafficking and apparently they, they missed that one at least. 53 people dead in the back of a truck. So yeah. uh, and they say he's very political. He flew on President Biden's airplane during the campaign, and he felt very close to the president. And then when he became president, he, uh, this guy's been sending him messages and notes, and they've, oh, they've, and been, they've, been, no, they've been ignored. So he's trying, oh, really? to get, he's trying to get the president's attention again. He thinks by doing this, he will. I don't know. Well, the Biden doesn't care about anybody. You know, now, speaking of Biden, you know, the thing that's going on, apparently the Dems uh, voted down the Hunter Biden probe mm -hmm. and a request for documents on the Biden family's uh, yeah. business schemes. I saw that. Go figure. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing here. Don't look yeah. here. We're not. No, uh, forget about it. Yes. And it's been all over the news. The yeah. laptop is real. And here you go. It's. They're, they're, you know, they talk about party ticks. Yeah. You guys are so full of your own crap. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Joe's a crook and so is There's nothing to see with Hunter. Just keep moving on. Look the other way. Don't look at this. They're calling the president's cabinet in to talk about 50 migrants. And nobody wants to talk about the fact that the president's son may have compromised our country with his relationship with the Chinese. People, he didn't just go over there. In case you're not following what Hunter Biden did, he didn't go mm. over to China just to visit. It wasn't a it wasn't a vacation. They went over there just to to meet people, meet and greet. He went over to sell influence, pure and simple. He walked out of China with billions of dollars worth of money. People say, "Well, how do you know it was Joe Biden who got the money?" Well, there was a list, an email of uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy was interviewed just before the election. Right. You know I'm talking I know, about. Yeah, yeah, I know you're Bobulinski, talking about. I know Tony Bobulinski. Yeah. yeah. And Tony Bobulinski said in the email, it was a breakdown of how the money, the profits from the Chinese deal were to be dispersed. And it was Jim Biden, that's Joe's brother, and, right. and Tony Bobulinski got his share because he was a partner in the group. And then it was uh, Hunter Biden got his percentage. And the then he also, yeah, so many percentage to the big guy to be held by Hunter. And wasn't Bobolensky that later on said, oh, the big guy is Joe. Or somebody yeah, said the big guy did. is Joe. Yeah, yeah. he said, he, so, the, no question about it. He said, absolutely, positively, there have been no investigations into him. Nothing. I mean, yeah, that right there, that should nullify the darn vote. Everyone's talking about it. You know, if he was a criminal, he's a crook, and uh, obviously... In bed with a a foreign entity, which the Democrats oh with their their steel dossier, which was fake. Mm -hmm. This ain't fake, so they don't want to probe it and investigate it because they know well that dirty laundry will stink if they have to air it out. So you, we get all this the ridiculous news out there to to distract us, and the things that we've really got to pay attention to, like mm -hmm. the war in the Ukraine, I. I truly believe we're getting a fake description of what's happening over there. I don't think we really oh, know what's it. going on. I believe that. 
Yeah, I think that I have we're, no clue. we're being told that the Ukrainians are being victorious. And uh, if that's the case, yesterday what happened in Moscow was a game changer. 300,000 troops. Well, now what? He, and he's going to send those three. Those 300,000 aren't going to go in and hang around Russia. They're going to send him into the Ukraine. And cities like Kiev who, that uh, haven't been shelled. Well, yeah, and you know, you still got the main Russian forces out there. They haven't sent them. So they're bringing up the reserves. They're, you know, uh, not to sound British, but you talk about a bloody army. They're going to have a bloody killing army uh, that's going to be ready to march across. And yeah, you know what? You know, Zelensky will get some shots. Yeah, we took out 50,000 people. But it's the other 250,000 that just stomped in with, you know, grenades, mortars, and probably the support of tactical missiles and everything else. What do you think we have to look out for right now, really? What are the things that we have to pay attention to? We've always got to keep an eye on what's going on with the Ukraine because that, you know, that was right. uh, that was uh, that was a, a mess that we stuck our foot in. We can't get it out. Thank you, Joe. Good job on that. But unfortunately, a lot of things that are distractions, they're reality. Today, we're going to get hit with another big interest rate hike. And when you think about this, it's going to be the biggest that's been around in 40 years. So the cost of goods is going to go through the ceiling. Unbelievable. Credit is going to go through the ceiling. Your mortgages, if you're out looking for uh, to, to, well, refinance or buy, it's going to go through the ceiling. Prices on homes and goods are going to go down. Although your used canardly will be more valuable because you're not going to be able to get a car loan. You said before the show started an interesting comment about a friend of yours who's a truck driver. Yeah, the, uh, my neighbor across the street. Yeah, it, uh, bless his soul, his wife died about three months ago. But um, he's a trucker. And, you know, I we were talking about uh, what, what's going on with the railroad, the union, the UAW. Yeah. And they got, they, got a, they got a contract in, but they're not happy with it. So it could fall apart any day now. And then right behind that, on the cusp of that, is UPS, 300,000 workers. So now you got 350,000. Then you've got uh, the airlines. Well, there's mm-hmm. another 150,000 uh, people. That, well, no, it's 200,000. And then you've got the uh, auto workers, and that's another Could bring our 000. country to its knees. Right. But the truckers will keep rolling because they're not union. See, that changed a while ago. They're not union. And they've been fending for themselves, all of them? except pretty much all of them. Hmm. A lot of them are are non-union, and what they but they cannot make up for if all of, if the railroads go down, you can't make up for those boxcars. But those truckers, they're all going. Yeah, I'll drive double, I'll drive triple, I'll drive quadruple. All right, because what happened last year during the pandemic, and this was key to me, is is that they were able to get more money and make bank. They actually they profited profited it from the uh, the pandemic, and because they could get more money for it, they could carry more loads. I'm going, yeah, but, you know, unless you're a team, a, a driving team, where you split the driving, you know, because you're required by yeah. the, the DOT rules that you can only drive for so long, your logbook's got to reflect it, that you, you're going to pull over and sleep or somebody else takes over. And they track this now through a Reaper system, which GPS is the truck, your logs, and everything. He goes, oh, that's not a problem. It wasn't last year. They shut it off. So they're not tracking the trucks anymore? Yeah, they won't be tracking them now. If that is true, that means that not only are we allowing and allowed it last year and this year for these guys, for number one, for these guys to make some money, mm-hmm. and number two, for the administration to at least say, yeah, we're doing something to keep the things rolling, they're putting those drivers' lives in danger, and that puts you and I on the road in danger, too, if that is true. And I believe him because he's a trucker, and he goes, yeah, you know, he goes, that thing is out the window. It's shut off. Wow. And it's and I'm going, really? You said they double, triple, quadruple. Do you mean the number of, of, of jobs they take or the number of trailers they, they carry? I mean, I've seen tandems, but I've well, never seen now, See, now, that, that would be another question. Yeah, the, not every state is that legal. I don't think in Pennsylvania you can do the no. the, the double trailers. You oh, can, oh I think you can't. Ta- you, you can do tandems. I've been on the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike, 
and seen... there are some there are some states that allow up to three trailers. Really? I yes. Didn't know that. Uh, and you know, you, you ever pull a boat behind your your truck <laughs> <laughs> or or a travel trailer? Yeah. Come on now, you know, it's like I got to back this sucker up. Now these guys are good; they're trained. But if they are running, they get up at the break of dawn and they drive until they stop to get something to eat, get some gas, but they go until 10 or 11 o'clock at night and then they're back up at six. I'm sorry, but that is too much on anybody nonstop. And that is what the Reaper system, if that's exactly what it's called, is for to track all of that and to make sure that you're getting your proper DOT required rest. So we but, have essentially a less safe uh, highway system right now because right. you know, yeah. and I know that there are major news sources that you know that hear us and they take some of the some of our stuff. I would encourage somebody that's uh, that has their nose to the grindstone to take that story and um, see if there's any if there's any air in that tire. I have no reason to believe that he lied to me because. You know, it was in the course of normal conversation, and this guy is a good, good guy. Mm. So he wouldn't lie about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, you know, that's I, I didn't want to sit there and tell him well, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow, at least bring it up for debate, you know, because he's a good guy. But uh, I my, my radar went off. Wait a minute. You know, yeah. like an attorney going, you're telling me. You know, that you can drive all you need to drive to get that load from A to B, and they're not doing their their rules on this. Well, that's the problem in my mind. We're almost at a point to, uh, where the show is uh, about ready to wind down, but I wanted to read this little uh, side story here. Getting- the uh, chief operating officer of El Segundo-based Beyond Meat, that's the company, Beyond Meat, apparently it's into vegetarian food, uh, mm-hmm. he was arrested on a, a pair of charges after allegedly biting a man's nose in a in a parking garage in Fayetteville, Arkansas, on Saturday night, Doug Ramsey, 53 of Fayetteville, was arrested on September 17th on charges of terroristic threatening and third-degree battery. According to a preliminary report, the incident happened at a parking garage near Razorback Stadium following the University of Arkansas victory over Missouri State. So apparently he got into a, uh, it was a heated debate with somebody. Uh, it was uh, road rage. And he got out and he, and he bit the guy's bit nose. nose. And the first thing I thought of was he works for a company called Beyond Meat and here he is eating some. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. You know, but you know, really he should get into a smackdown with Mike Tyson. He can bite oh, yeah. his nose, Mike can bite his <laughs> ear. And- <laughs> sort of like tit for tat. So to speak. That's another bite that we don't want to talk about. (laughs) Hey, listen, I'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Have a great day. Where is that, Dad? Bye, Bill.